Welcome to the Axis Effect Podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller, CEO of Axis Entertainment. And I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Marjorie DeHay. Hi, Marjorie. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Angela. Hello. So I'm super excited. We've been chatting. We have Angela Davies, who's not just a good friend, but head of special projects, some of the largest health and fitness brands in the industry. And it's been such a pleasure, not just being good friends with you, Angie, but like literally working side by side. You've done such a tremendous job, the LA Fit Expo, which is the largest fit and health expo in the United States. You've done such good stuff. And I know we've had you on before and I chat with you and LA Fit Expo is coming up, but Previous to the podcast, we've been chatting about experiential and the story you saw on LinkedIn. And I I just feel like we're always having these health and fitness discussions. Like every day you should be healthier, fitter, and not just wait till the New Year's to start to be healthy. But I love that you brought up, it is about the experience when you walk in and that people don't want to go back to the gym. They want to stay home. They just, whatever it is that you want to do to stay healthy, it's about the experiential. And I want to get your opinion on this, especially moving into LA Fit Expo, which is here in a few weeks, because you're going to have all the biggest health and fitness brands there. And I'm curious, because we did last year as an MC this stage, If COVID aside, if you're seeing more companies come in, readjust their branding, how they're targeting customers. I mean, there's so much going on out there that people are using that to decide their fitness programs. And I just think this is an issue that people need to understand. They've got to find their groove and what makes them happy and keeps them engaged. But I think the brands and the gyms are the ones that are like not doing a good job of offering that extra experience to the customers. But it's it's always good to get your input because I know you have so much going on in the space right now. So like, tell us about this LinkedIn story you ran into because I know you disagreed with it. Yeah, I think it's, it's fun to talk about it because it's a good jumping off point for where we're at in terms of how we look at health and fitness in general. And I think 2022 was a big rebound year. And when you think about the term rebound, you throw something out and it comes back at you, but how does it come back at you? It comes back at you with a lot of force. And then from there, what's going to stick? In 2023, I think we're going to see people leaning towards fun, something that is the total experience because we've been missing out on community and we've been missing out on the sensory overload that so many gyms and workout experiences can be. And so that leads me to that LinkedIn story I, I was telling you about. It was uh, put up on LinkedIn by a good friend of mine. And she had come from the Midwest to San Diego and she went into a gym and she posted about it being the, the worst workout ever. And it was such a terrible workout because whatever gym she was in, it was boring. Everyone had their earphones in. Nobody, she felt like she didn't even have a face. No one was looking at her and it didn't have the vibe that she was used to in past workouts and certainly not the vibe from the gyms that she manages that are in the Midwest. And as happens on social media platforms, everybody chimed in, you're right. You know, working out at gyms is boring anymore. Nobody cares about community. And so there was a 
a whole list of people who got into the group think. And I said, actually, <laughs> I just visited 13 gyms as a run up to the Fit Expo. And gyms are dead, brand specific. And so there are brands that understand that is about the experience. And those brands capitalize on it and they create this big box gym that has great equipment and it has a variety of equipment. But what makes it special is the vibe. It's the experience. When you walk in and you see all the people working out in this big box space and the music is pumping and everybody's talking to each other and high-fiving each other, you just know it's going to be a good night. It's like, I was amazed at some of the gyms that I went to that were really making the experience fun and community driven that it was eight o'clock at night and people either just had a pre-workout, a cup of coffee, or they really liked the music and the energy inside the room. And I think when we were locked down for 2020 and 2021, everyone put up with at-home workouts or on-demand workouts because they had a set of dumbbells and that's all that they could do. They worked out in their garage or maybe they invested in a home gym. But the minute they were able to get out and sort of strut their stuff while they're working out, you know, you see it's like a fashion show at all of these gyms that have the right vibe and the right experience from Aloe and Lululemon to some of the uh, brands coming up like Noli. It's really that I disagreed that big box gyms were dead and no one would want to work out there. I think the brands are going to drive the discussion. And there will be people who just want to quietly go and do their workout. But most of those people have already put gyms into their house. So, so it's so interesting. So people are looking for an experience. Yeah, I agree and I disagree for two reasons. I mean, one, obviously, I had my <laughs> own gym. Obviously, as you guys saw, I had my own gym. Things were closed. And when I was in LA, I had my trainer at the house four or five days a weekend. I mean, I was fine. I did go back to Equinox right between that one week or two weeks when LA opened and shut down for good. It was dead. And then, okay. but then I never went back with that, you know, obviously being in Scottsdale now, I'm still looking for the gym and it's the vibe, but I think I'm probably the wrong person to speak. Cause when I go with my friends to work out, I chat with them. Obviously when I'm on my own with my trainer, I there to see my trainer to work out and leave when I'm there without my trainer. I do have my headphones on like, cause I'm not there to pick up on people. I don't want to get hit on. I'm Okay, this is gonna sound such an asshole. I'm not there with full makeup. Look at my new aloe over Lula. I'm an aloe girl now. Look at my aloe clothes. Look at this. I just want to go work out, get clear my head, and leave. But so I don't. I disagree with the whole. It has to be a music and vibe because music's always playing. What I agree with is you make your own vibe. If I go in and I don't want to talk to anybody, I just want a headphone, head down, work out, be on my phone get my work on and walk out. Well, that is my vibe because I'm not there for the social. But if I am open to saying hi to people, meeting people, if I'm doing ways, asking for help, I'm creating my own vibe. They always say, I'm always say your um, tribe is your vibe. So you got to look at where you're at. But I think where the gyms are coming from since COVID, and I, I don't, I mean, I can only speak for Equinox. I can't speak for the other gyms. Like, and I know you have a lot of gyms under your belt. If they don't do the communities, they don't do the stuff to keep that community together. And it's just come in, work out like 24 hour leave. I get it. I know the village DC ranch has here in Scottsdale has hiking clubs and pickleball tournament. They have so much stuff. It's a monster, beautiful, bougie health club slash 
country club. There's so many classes. It is a community. So that's where I get what you're saying. You, they're doing a good job at giving back, creating a community again. So you have that community, you have that experiential, but then I feel like you get out of it what you put into it. But then a lot of people, like you said, they're doing, what is it? The Peloton has skyrocketed their position in the market with COVID. But then I read an article that they're completely doing, they're doing a horrible job and they're tanking in sales. People want to go back. They want that interaction again. So I kind of feel like, I agree with part of it. I disagree. But then I feel like we get out of it what we put into it. But I do agree that a lot of these gyms maybe didn't bring the social communities back because they're afraid nobody's going to get back involved. And I don't know if that's just a brand to brand, state to state. It's hard to tell right now this first full year where we really are with all the gyms and stuff. Well, Meg, where are you working out? What's your workout plan? Because that'll help us. The tie. She'll bring the tie. I'm still trying to get back in the gym. So I'm still looking <laughs> for my vibe. I do a lot at home still. And I was a member of Upgrade Labs for a while. I'm, I'm not oh, sure if you're familiar with them, but they use like technology to, it's like that time technology. So you can get a better workout in a shorter period of time. And they also have a recovery. So they have the cryo, they have the red light, they have the infrared, they have the PEMP, they have all this technology to kind of, for busy people like, hey, can you do more in a shorter period of time? And I kind of wanted to ask you, Angela, about that, What, how you feel like technology has influenced like fitness, because there's a lot of new things out there that are pretty cool. And if it works, Angela, to Marjorie's point, because I want Marjorie to, um, the place and it was super cool but can we get the same results like marjorie's seen with a shorter amount 15 minutes on a certain machine because the technology is there versus actual 30 40 minutes i mean give me what's the honest i mean what's really going on with this technology and shortening your workout to 15 minutes do you get the same or better results it just depends on what you're trying to accomplish because marjorie i am familiar with that brand and i think that it speaks to a demographic that is like, look, I don't have an hour, four days a week, but I might have 30 minutes, two or three days a week. And I tried the SMS suit recently for a company called Lightning Fit. And the idea behind that was you do two 15-minute workouts a week and you're done. And the thing is that I think that would help for general toning, but it depends on what you're trying to get out of your fitness and health plan. So if you're trying to address the five components of physical fitness that the American College of Sports Medicine has outlined, which is cardiorespiratory health, muscle strength, muscle endurance, body composition, and then flexibility. So, you know, to truly be well, you have to address all aspects of physical fitness. And so, you know, as Marjorie was saying, if you could do it in 15 minutes, then you're busy and you're on the go then that works. But are you able to fully expand your lungs and get that cardiorespiratory health going? So I think that's what the challenge is. And that's why the experience is going to really matter. It's like, if you were going to try to work on your cardiorespiratory health, you're going to train for a race, or you're going to go for a hike with a friend, or you're going to take a Zumba class, or you're going to do a Barry's boot camp that's going to allow for muscle strength, muscle endurance, and cardiorespiratory. So in order to attack all five components of physical fitness, you're not going to be able to do just one thing. It's not going to be one size fits all. But I do think, Marjorie, the idea behind these fitness boutique ideas or emerging brands 
is that they are addressing those components, whether it's an exponential fitness that has a row house for cardiovascular fitness that also attacks muscle endurance, muscle strength. And then because you're fully extending, you're getting the flexibility or whether it's a yoga six that has six different types of workouts. And by the time you're done with all the different kinds of workouts, you've got an experience. They call it the sensory experience because you've got smells and light in their studio and then also the different temperatures inside the studio. And then the formats are all different and geared towards the different components of physical fitness and overall health. So I think that there's room for all of them. And it's going to, each different kind of brand will speak to different types of consumers. What I do think we're going to see come on the scene, I sort of see one door closing and one door opening. So one door closing is already been happening. You look at Lululemon and they bought the mirror. The mirror needed to be purchased, not because the mirror is wasn't an amazing tool, but the mirror and tonal being products that also provide that two-way communication with the trainer on the other end, or whether it's a, a computer that's guiding you. And then it also is the tool. In other words, it's feeding you the workout. It survived in a pandemic. But once we started coming out of the pandemic, they lost market share to the other flashy brands. So you're going to see that door closing. And so you'll probably see more brands merging together. And you'll see the big players picking up brands like Peloton. I'll be very interested to see where that lands. But where we really haven't capitalized and speaks to having an experience and speaks to engagement is continuing to gamify workouts. And so the technology is emerging in these virtual reality environments where instead of, you know, exercising your thumbs, (laughs) you're actually wearing the virtual reality goggles and you're doing the workout and you're in the game and you're competing against others. So I think that's going to be very interesting where that lands on the backside of 2023. And until then, what you're going to see is variety. People are going to be continuing to look for variety. And I don't see them making an annual commitment to any one thing. I see them switching up their workout and their health plan. And that's where brands like ClassPass are super effective because they're offering people a membership to anywhere they want to go. And so I think there's going to be a lot of pickup on trying new things in 2023. I think that's the whole thing is mixing it up because that's what you need to do because you've got to keep keeping your muscles thinking and guessing where you may be doing yoga one week and then you may burn down and do Pilates for a few months. I mean, I'm not a class pass person, but I know I need to start. Like I, I'm still trying to figure out which gym to go to and on the yoga, but I do think it's important to switch things up. And then I'm excited to see where actually Peloton goes. I know they just took a hit post COVID because people are going back out there and everything, but this is kind of everything else. Like, look at the Spartans. Like, I mean, I became obsessed in April with one. It was the experience. Not that I wanted to go do 3000 burpees because I fall off a rope or drudge through mud. I mean, yes, that was fun, but you know, the five mile run up rocks was a little brutal, but it was with so many people and the experience. So I think there's got to be more I agree. There's got to be more experiential stuff because we just are, we just can't peak our interest doing the same thing, looking at the same screen at the gym over and over, which is why I do love that some of these gyms are getting in more of that experiential with the screens and stuff. But I mean, do you think gyms are going to just keep getting better on that reboot from COVID or do you think it's going to branch out more into these 
boutiques. You got the Barry's boot camps. You got the yogas. I mean, are we going to see class pass more of these boutiques like Orange Theory step up and the big box guys kind of lower prices and just become a normal box gym? Or do you think they're going to actually turn it around and up their game to where it was before COVID? Because I'm not seeing the big guys do that yet. Well, I'm curious of your opinion. Why aren't they doing that? It makes the most sense. They have the mass amounts of people in their gyms every day. Yeah, I'm I'm not really sure what the direction of the big box gyms are going to be because they're just such easy targets. It's really wow. sad because they were the ones that got the most beat down during COVID. But kind of back to Marjorie's point is that when you're talking about doing something in a short term, it's very data driven. And that's something that is going to continue to drive people in the future. And that's where products like the Aura Ring, Fitbit, and Apple Watches that are telling you how many calories you've burned. And But then beyond the physical fitness side of it, they're also speaking to your heart rate and they're speaking to your sleep quality. And then they're speaking to other biometrics that play into the overall wellness piece. And I know it was probably 2016 or 2017 when Headspace came on the scene, but everyone's really understanding intuitively that they're strung out and stressed out. So they're looking for wellness, health and fitness programming, whether it's delivered on demand or delivered in a a gym or a boutique environment or through technology products. They're going to give them a greater sense of well-being on top of burning calories if it's possible to do both. So I think that in 2023, we're going to see more of that. I know that Fitbit just did a big reboot. And then even in terms of the recovery, the data and analytics that Atherabody and Hyperice are now using to help people understand where they do the recovery and trigger point and whether they use hot or cold or deep tissue massage with these devices, it's all data-driven. So I think that the experiences are going to be those that allow people to have some information about themselves, kind of a, this is what you were like before the workout today or the experience today, and this is what you're like after. And then the ability to do some tracking beyond what you look like in the mirror. You know, how is this making you healthier from the inside out? I love like, so I used to have a Fitbit. Then I think, oh, I do have it. It's in my desk. It's like eight, nine years old. I used it once. And then there was that, it was it was really big right before COVID. I remember when COVID hit, it's the Black Watch. PGA worked with them. It was the newest thing out there on the market. Garmin, maybe the Garmin. No, it's the, um, it's, um, the Versa. Oh my God, I haven't even heard of these. You guys are cracking me up. It's that <laughs> one, it's that, it's the cute, it's that one Black Watch. And it has the band and it gives you all this stuff. And I cannot remember what it was. I got it. And then it was just like, you pay all this money. I know my trainer dragon had it, but we like paid all this money for now subscription. And then we never use it except to constantly wear it. I cannot, I just forgot the name of it. It's so funny because things that are top of mind that I really like that are engaging. I remember I forgot the name of this watch. That was a fitness watch. I mean, we tell Polar? We, oh, no, not Polar. It was Polar was your friend. Yeah, that was where it was not polar. I mean, I used to love polar. It was, it came out right around 2020. PGA did a deal. I talked to their community guys about what they're doing. And oh my God, it's killing me now, Marjorie. And if they were better. Was it the MyZone? The MyZone? You no, know, if they were better at marketing, I probably would remember. Oh my God. And they were bragging all <laughs> was over it the way. The whoop. The whoop. There you go. Oh my God. It's okay. So not as engaging. The whoop. 
Yeah. I had the whoop and then it's like I got so burnt out and I hated it. This big black clunky thing. I have to have it 24-7. I couldn't stand it. What I am now going to start tracking on pretty soon is the aura ring for two weird reasons. One to answer yes. the point, it's a gold silver band. Awesome. It's just the ring because I wear rings. I don't like big clunky watches 24-7. I am actually going to track on the aura ring and try to get one because I do think the technology and the innovation there is good. Oh my God, the whoop Marjorie, that cracks me up. I don't even know if they're still around, but there's so much out there that like, I, I and I get what you're saying is heart rate, it's sleep patterns, but to talk about innovation they've and engagement, they've got to make things that are easier to wear 24 seven to really track. Cause I know in June when Marjorie and I went to Machu Picchu, she was tracking our steps on her phone, on her Apple. And we were tracking how many thousands of steps we were running every day walking around near Cusco, Machu Picchu. And I'm super glad she had that on the whole time because mine was off because you want to know your health. You want to know what you're walking, how you're doing it. I think there's so many more innovative things we could do to track inside out versus having the glowy lights on by your bedside at night, having big chunky watches on. So my whole thing is looking at the product side. And I think aloe, because there's an aloe house up in Sunset in Hollywood. It's more of like a Soho club for workout people. But there's now what's, it's the thermal where some of the tights and some of the running gear have in the fabric, certain things that give copper. Yeah, it gives you better tracking, better. I know um, Body Armor has a new one coming out at the end of this year. They were delayed where if I have their long sleeve shirt on, it could actually monitor my heartbeat and close to my muscles more than most other stuff. This is the stuff I think that is exciting to me to want to go work out, to start using all these things to get more readings, better idea of what's going on. So I think to me, that's the most exciting part. But Angela, are you, are you seeing a lot of this new stuff coming into the Fit Expos this coming year? Yeah. So at the Fit Expo, we have a whole area of the show dedicated to tech. And we spent some time talking about that, our Fit Tech Zone. But what's cracking me up is at the top of the call, we were talking about experiences. And what's really trending in the group fitness space, both live and virtual, is dance. And we're going to even have Pussycat Dolls, uh, Robin Anton's Playground LA at the event. And we were looking at it and we actually may have more dance than traditional fitness on our stage this year. And that's because that's what's trending. People are interested in, you know, moving their bodies, but moving their bodies to music and having fun with it. And, you know, that does meet the cardiorespiratory piece of the puzzle. And it can also handle the muscle endurance because so many of the dance moves, you know, the arms are doing everything. So you're raising your arms, which raises your heart rate. And so I think that's fun. And then we have a group called Animal Flow, which is blending yoga and body weight movement, which is just crazy and next level where you go from a plank or a down dog and then you swing your leg around and you're literally on one arm holding your body up and you didn't even know that you could do that. So that's kind of an aha moment for people when they are in a group situation and uh, it's flowing so rapidly, you didn't realize that you could do a headstand in the middle of class kind of thing. So that's, that's going to be fun. And again, it's experience part. They kind of sneak you into doing things you didn't know you were capable of. 
So that's the brand Animal Flow and a lot of dance on our stage this year. Resistance bands are still big, very big. In fact, we're going to be breaking a world record with the Kardashians trainer, Donna Matrix. He's got a North Hollywood studio and he has resistance bands with the company Sweet Sweat. And so they are trying to break an Australian record of having 676 people doing a resistance band workout at the FedExpo at the same time. I like resistance bands, actually. I I do. I I do think they're much better than just sitting there doing deadlifts and stuff. It's easier on your joints and your knees and everything. Okay. But that's just a personal opinion. I think I still got a trainer out of this podcast. (laughs) Can we talk a little bit about dance that you mentioned, Angela? Because obviously kids have gotten a lot into dance because of TikTok. And do you think that has really like moved the fitness into dance because of all these crazy dances? And even the Wednesday dance has like hundreds of thousands of people imitating this fun dance that Wednesday Adams does. So what are, what are your thoughts on TikTok and social media influencing it? Yeah, it's TikTok has probably been the main driver on this because there's all those shuffle dancers who do all the footwork and then you're watching it, you can't believe it. And then when you jump out of your chair and you try it and experience a little of it for yourself, you're like, wait, I can do that. And that reminds me of this entire holiday season where you would see all these dances on TikTok and show up at a holiday party and then the DJ plays (laughs) (laughs) plays the tune and everyone wants to try it and keep repeating it. And I think that's what is driving the renewed interest in dance workouts. And it's something that can be done online, you know, where you're you're following the workout online, something on your phone, it could be something you do live, and it's something that you could do with friends too. So I do think TikTok and Reels, really, Reels, you know, on the the Apple side, on the IG side, are, are very popular showing people doing dances. I think it's community engagement, whether on the social on the social media side, we're talking about people want that social engagement. They want the community. Because when I know during COVID, every time I'd see the reels come out, I'd be cracking up. I'd be binging all these reels to music and these challenges. And I'd be like texting some of my girlfriends, okay, we need to do this. We need to do this. We've got to get together. We've got to get this done. One of my girlfriends, Kara, like we're constantly texting each other. We've got to get together, get somebody to grab the camera and we've got to start doing these. But so I do think it's that community engagement. And I think that we're now free to roam the planet and to do what we want. So I think there's going to be a lot more community, like you said, Angela, community type of working out classes where people do, I mean, they just want social engagement. They want to feel they want reinforcement. They want to feel good. They want people to be around them, to help them out, to let them know they're doing a good job. And I do think we all mentally, we kind of were all in shutdown in a dark space for so long. People need that encouragement again. So the community side of this is very important. But Marjorie, to your point about TikTok and Reels and any of the social media outlets, somebody forwarded me over the summer, the three, two, one bang. Did you do that, Marjorie? Oh, yeah, I did. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I saw that. I teach yoga and I also teach spinning and traditional group exercise. But I saw that and I thought, okay, wait, I'm going to try it. And so when I tried it, I was really surprised because you start with facing the wall, you put your leg up, that's three. And then two, you rotate and you have your back to the wall. One, the hands go down in a full handstand. And the bang, you swing your leg over your head and you basically do an upside down split. 
And so then once I proved I could do it <laughs> to myself by just trying it, I thought, I want to bring this experience to my class. And I was interested in how many people would let me film them and put it on my little Instagram account. And so I showed up at, at a class. I think I had about 20 people in that class. And I said, we're going to do the three, two, one bang. And everyone knew what it was. And half the class was like, yeah, I'll be on camera. So we all did the three, two, one bang together. And it was a really nice way to start the class, being honest, because they got excited about it. And then to the point of creating community, the next week when we returned to the class, everyone was excited that they had reposted it and how many likes they had gotten on it. And just really that they were able to share their yoga class that they take with friends through this through this fun social media exercise. So it, it was a community builder. It was an experience to try it. And it was a challenge all rolled into one. You know, it's, it's so funny that you say this like challenging community because my son just started doing Pokemon Go. And I know this is a few years later. But what was amazing about that technology is it got kids out running. It got people like meeting up with people to go like, you know, because you have to get a bunch of steps to get goodies. So I, I thought that, wow, I know it was like really big for a little time, but they should do something like that for adults. And I don't think they've really, you know, I haven't seen anything out there. Maybe you have, but using that like tool of an iPhone to get like to collect goodies or scavenger hunt, et cetera. But it was really about community building. That's what a lot of the Spartans, yeah, and- so Marjorie, a lot of the Spartans, and there's a, there's a new one coming out. That's I'm Spartan just merged with another company. It's all about the communities. It's about no matter what city, what state, teams, not teams. It's not, it's somebody that's partnering with them. I forgot the name of it, but they're going to be launching this spring, this summer. All the major athletes, everybody's trying to get on the list. I mean, it's just all about bringing communities together, getting people outside and moving together which is really where that whole thing and all the programming is coming from. I think Aloe's going to be part of anchoring in one of them. We talked to the VP of marketing, Aloe, who's looking for opportunities on massive crowds to sponsor stuff. I know Lulu just did a huge yoga, Lulu yoga classes at public parks. So I, I think they are coming out with that community fill. I just think it's just, we're going to see a lot more of that outdoor stuff by spring, summer. Well, and back to the experience piece, I work on another project with a celebrity trainer. I think you know Dion Jackson that I work with, and he does a thing called the Charity Fitness Tour. And the idea behind the Charity Fitness Tour is that you can support any charity by showing up for a 5K, 10K, or a bike ride. But if you follow him to the 40 events he goes to a year, now you've basically got a workout every weekend. And what I found fascinating when I showed up with him at a, an event in San Diego for lupus is that once people are there, they don't want to leave because Dion Jackson always brings a DJ. And there's that experience piece again. When you have a DJ and you have familiar music and you have people that are coming together because they're trying to support a charity and they may have stories of loved ones that are dealing with the challenges of the disease. And then they feel like they've got they're doing something positive because they're getting out to support that person, but then they're also donating money that might go for research or treatments or what have you. But once you get people together, the common thread is music. And so you get them there and the music's playing and no one wants to leave. 
And so this last event that I went to, there was this group of young girls. They were probably age eight to 12. And the DJ was playing and uh, one of them came up and tapped me on the shoulder. And she said, we challenge you to a dance off. <laughs> and so they had this really cute dance off and it had as much attitude as you can imagine. So at the Fit Expo this year, we're ending both days with dance and we're doing a dance off at the end of the day where the attendees are going to win prizes based on their dance skills. But it's not so much what your classically trained dance steps might be, but how you sell it and how you put the personality and fun into the movement. So that goes back to your idea at the top of the call, which was just creating an experience where people can have a little fun and laugh at themselves. And whether you do that through traditional exercise at home or a big box gym, or whether you use technology to track the benefits and get you some data so you can really tamper down on where your health is sitting, the experience is what drives the engagement. Yeah, I think, and I think this is good, but I, you know, it's all about, I understand the health, the fitness, but I think more importantly, what's going on right now is a lot of people on the mental health, they've got to be back, get engaged. I know a lot of people are having that post-COVID syndrome. They're just still not quite adjusting now that they're back. And I do think mentally, this is just as important to somebody mentally, as well as physically to get out there, to get more engaged. And I think that social engagement, getting them active again and engaged, whether it's through technology or in communities, is also going to be a driving factor for mental health. Well, it'll be interesting to see. We're, we're not far away from the new year and what it will bring us. Yeah, hopefully a better year this next year than what we've been dealing with. Let's talk about cookie because I ran out of time, Angela, on the health side, the fitness side. I know, you know, I've been a big fan of some of the um, fitness food delivery people. And I know there's a lot of shakeup and changes in that. I mean, Sakara is mainly vegan and everything. There's been a lot of turnovers of what's going on in the delivery market since COVID lifted. Is there anything like this from the nutrition and from like the food delivery that you have coming up at Fit Expo or that you've seen changes in the past year or so of how people do consume healthier meals and all the whole delivery aspect of it? So I know Freshly was a big yeah, I, for a while, but they are Freshly was bought by Nestle CEO just quick. So a good friend of mine was running VP of BD and they just laid off 90% of the company. Nestle bought it, CEO quit, Nestle sold it to another person now. And I'm starting to see a lot of these food delivery change and fold and scale down. And that's to me a little interesting or concerning that we need to stay healthier and be more on top of it. But there's such a shift in the nutrition side of the industry right now. I think we're still going plant-based and people are looking for ways to incorporate more fruits and vegetables and less animal-based products. So that's certainly going to be trending in our Healthy Living Pavilion. You'll see that. Uh, we've got Mariah Abraham, who's the Fit Foodie, and we have Chef Rush, who's the president. He served three different presidents preparing meals for them. So we definitely are seeing that trend still continue towards the vegetarian or vegan side, but the meal prep, those food kits and delivery systems, they weren't going to survive because we have such a savvy consumer base. And it's very interesting with the the 18 to 30 year olds, they don't want to pay market price ever. 
it's fascinating to watch them in action. They never want to pay market price and they always want to be looking at how they can get things the most cost-effective way. So obviously having an industrial kitchen chop up vegetables and put together a thousand meals that are going to be delivered is never going to be the most cost-effective way because a carrot, you know, is still only 67 cents for a carrot, let's say, and celery and what have you. So I think that this generation coming up is turning to TikTok and to social media and they're learning more about meal prep again. I know one of our, our guests, you know, has so half a million followers on social media and he does at least one meal prep a week and just teaching people when they go to markets and to grocery stores what ingredients they should be sourcing and then how to prepare all the meals in advance and how to store them so that you can have quick meals on the go and then what the ratio of lean protein to vegetables and carbohydrates should be so I think that those meal delivery services will probably still be around, but I just don't think they're ever going to have the market share that they had before just because people are figuring out meal prep versus meal delivery. Yeah, it's amazing how much influence social has in our lives right now compared to a few years ago. And so we're running out of time. Real quickly, LA Fit Expo, are you guys Mm -hmm. doing San Jose, Chicago, and Anaheim, San Diego? Yeah, just being really cautious as we move into another year, we're doing our LA event on January 14th and 15th, and then we'll have our Anaheim event right there at the Disneyland Resort on August 4th and 5th. And so it's nice to be able to do that midway point towards the end of the summer coming up on fall, because our two biggest times in fitness are always going to be the new year and then the fall. So those are the two events that we'll be having in 2023. So your top three favorite exercises for everybody? What are your top three favorite things to do? Oh, my personal yeah, top three? Personally. Well, you know, I teach three different formats. One is spinning, the other is yoga, and the other is a cardio muscle challenge. So if I had to pick three, I love being on a bike, a spinning bike. So for cardio, I love loading up the resistance and either doing slow jumps or out of the saddle or butt hovers. Those are my favorite if you have access to a bike. I just bought a stand for my husband's bike because he likes to get out on his road bike. And so you can buy the trainers for road bikes so that weather is never an issue and you just put your road bike on that. My second is I love the extended child pose. If you don't know anything about yoga, it's where you've got you're on your knees and you slide back into your hips and you extend your arms. So I love an extended child pose. I feel like it resets my spine. And it really just gives me that hip flexibility because working at the computer, you're sitting all day. And when it comes to cardio muscle, there's just nothing better than squat. There you go. Top three favorite healthy foods before I let you go. Yes. Top three favorite healthy foods? Yes. Oh, I'm really into legumes and any way that we, I can take beans and turn them into meals, whether it's garbanzo beans or lentils. And so for me, it's always going to be soup. And then cooking the vegetable and pureeing it, whether you're making a hummus or whether you're making some kind of dip that's going to go or be put on top of some kind of carbohydrate. So I love the legumes. And when it comes to citrus, anything that has lime, I love it. I learned once about lemons and limes. Lemons are to heat things up and limes are to cool things down. So 
you've got the the warm and the hot on the side of it. So, but I love cooling things down for my flavor palette. And the third thing is, and I know this isn't going to be a popular one, but anything that's rice oriented that you can bring flavor to it in small quantities. I feel like when you take a lot of fiber, whether it's beans and vegetables, and you finely chop them, and then you toss it up with a quinoa or some kind of rice, some kind of grain, and then add some kind of olive oil, citrus. Again, there, I love citrus and, you know, a red wine, some kind of vinaigrette to it that you have like the best of all worlds. Awesome. It was so good to have you on a Kitchen Up with you again on all things health and fitness. For everybody who wants to deal with it, go to the Fit Expo or more information. Where should we send them? Yeah, the Fit Expo is T-H-E. So it's the Fit, F-I-T Expo, E-X-P-O. And the Fit Expo has everything under the sun. And when it comes to getting you excited about your own personal health and well-being, And we also have our association with the World Pet Association, the WPA. And so we also are providing a healthy pet pavilion. Oh, I love that because I know you have your dog in the background. Your associate, your furry associate back there. (laughs) He's he's lights out. I took him for a long walk this morning. (laughs) It's so good to have you back on and catch up. I love having you on every December right before the new year on health and fitness. It's so good to have you on, Angela. So for everybody who needs to reach out to Angela, thefitexpo.com, they can find you there in the group training zone. Where else can people reach out to directly outside of Fit Expo? Yeah, through my company, Fitness Projects. I'm at fitnessprojects.org and on LinkedIn in the same way and also on Instagram. Perfect. Angela, thank you so much for joining us today. Marjorie, always good starting off and ending a day with you on the podcast. This is Sarah Miller with Marjorie DeHay. Thank you so much, Angela, for coming on and we'll catch up with everybody soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Axis Effect podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or download past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Axis Effect podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit theaxiseffect.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.